welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam. Good to be here. Each and every week, we try to help frame conversations and actions that help create better connection, better love, better life, better relationship, better marriage, better family, because that's the thing I love about our show in the sense of passionately married, because mm-hmm. passionately can apply to everything, right? We, it can. I want to do things passionately. And if I think about it, uh, a lot of that is just contingent on what's the spirit in which I bring to the occasion. I think that's a big part of it, right? Absolutely it's it's it with is. intention. It's with a, a desire to to be present, right? You know, to be so, engaged, so much and goes into al- it. alive mm-hmm. and and active. And it's interesting because in our life right now, as with our family, we just dropped our oldest off at college. So the first one has now flown the coop, if you will, mm-hmm. at least for the semester and the year. And better come home, still, girl, if you're listening. But um, <laughs> to visit, <laughs> good, good, good <laughs> distinction. But uh, it's it's interesting because the dynamic now is felt at home because it's shifted. It's a different dynamic, yeah. Now there's just three, not the four. And that changes things. That's disruptive. And she was a fun part of the four at home. So, that, yeah, that's there's that hole. And, and anyone who's had the kid leave the nest knows what that's like right now. Right, and that's where it's important, I think, to have regular occurrences where we are checking back in, staying connected, staying engaged, balancing everything that goes on as far as, as, as life kind of demands shifts because life has a process where things change. Mm-hmm. Kids grow up and leave. Uh, circumstances happen with extended family. Circumstances happen with immediate family. You know, just mm-hmm. a lot of things that go on that can be disruptive. And one of the things to recognize is how do you adjust and address those things as cleanly and as upfront as you can, which to me, passion. Mm-hmm. That's the idea mm-hmm. of presence and engagement. And today's episode where we're going to be heading is uh, Nellie Harden joins me. And she is a, a life and family coach, leadership coach. And she has the 6570 Family Project. Okay. Which 6570 is the number of days a child is with you. Before they leave at 18. Okay. Right. So if you think about it, that's a okay. r- pretty short time frame, actually. <laughs> that's not a long time. 6,570. Wow. In the grand scheme of things, that's not a real long time. So in the regular version today, we're talking about just balancing marriage and family life and what that looks like and how do you do that well. And it's kind of aimed more towards, she does a lot with mothers and daughters. Okay. And so we go a little bit that way, but it applies to everybody. Looking forward to it. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. Um, this is a fun one because she made a comment in the regular version, which is a little bit of a it, it's soapbox warning in a sense, where I catch her with this question because the comment she made is, you know, parents do the best they can. <laughs> And you've got a caveat to that. And I don't know if I believe that all the time, Mm -hmm. ourselves included as parents, as we just opened the show talking about our life as parents. Because as individuals, we don't always do the best we can. So I spring that question on her, uh, unscripted. She had no idea it was coming. Okay. And it's a fun dialogue that takes place in the extended content today. So all that's coming up right after this. So Pam, as we've aged... I mean, let me rephrase. As I've aged, 
<laughs> and you're, you know, some, I don't even know what it is you're doing, but are you tired of, <laughs> of cycling through the endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth your wrinkles, firm your skin and give you a youthful glow? Yes. And the problem is most of these really don't deliver results at the end of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Right? They seem like they could be quick fixes, but do they really stick? Well, support to, for today's show comes from One Skin which is founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience in studying the biology of aging. And let's face it, like it or not, every single one of us, we're going to age. We're doing it right now. As you're listening to this, you're (laughs) aging, and that's where you're going to need what it is that they offer. Because unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than the surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. So is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? Tell me, is it, babe? My old one wasn't. Oh, but this now, one thanks to One Skin, give them a try and see the difference. Well, I'll just tell you as a user, I like it. It goes on nicely. It doesn't leave any kind of film or anything. It just feels nice. You feel fresh and clean on your face when you use it. So for a limited time... Our listeners can get 15% off at OneSkin with our code PASSION at oneskin.co. That's oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with our word PASSION. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. So age healthy with OneSkin. So ladies, the heat of summer is the worst time to have an uncomfortable bra. Thankfully, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. Upgrade from traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwires and bulky fabrics that trap the heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft it feels like a second skin. And I have to interject here, Pam, that (laughs) a lot of, I'm going to speak for the fellas, there's all kinds of different bras out there. And some of them, let's face it, not quite that sexy. Honey love, sexy. You, you like this one. It's a good one. You like it. <laughs> You'll immediately feel and see the difference. It's so next level comfortable. You'll forget you're wearing it. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com passion. You know that feeling when you get home from a long day and immediately you want to take off your bra? Well, with Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Their bras are so comfortable, you forget you're wearing them. Honey Love's bestseller crossover bra is so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. It gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. Plus, mesh detailing adds a touch of sexy. Treat yourself to the best bras on the market and get 20% off at honeylove.com slash passion. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash passion. Cinched, snatched, and lifted. It's hot girl season thanks to Honey Love. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Nellie Harden um, deals with uh, the whole what, what did you just pray? Let's 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 turn over the small stone about or the large stone of how do we how do we balance marriage and family life and multiple kids, different ages, different <laughs> developmental things. So uh, this could be this episode, Nellie. I think of it this way: this could be as chaotic oh, as family my. life could be. 
and hopefully yeah. it lands well. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so you so much for having me. So you you've you've got the um, I'm gonna let it let you kind of jump into what's the framework of how you mm-hmm. look at life when it comes to particularly the whole of the family and the and with kids involved and launching and all of that. I mean, just kind of fill everybody in with where you are, and then let's talk about the nuances of how do we make mm-hmm. sure nothing gets missed, particularly yeah. with the marriage, because it, we don't right. want to go to either extreme, right? Where it, it's exclusive to the other because we went too far one way. So good. So the work that I do is really about, I, I mean, it started with this idea of, I truly believe that the best way to change the world is through one living room at a time. And so taking that then further saying, okay, well, then what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, we have a lot of people, and I love that you said launched and and just what you said there, right? Because we have a lot of families in the chaos of today and the noise of today and the distraction of today that we are just releasing our young adults into the world and we're not launching them into the world anymore. And there's a very distinct difference, difference, right? And so- how can we then launch them into the world? Because then these are the young adults that are then going to go and, you know, be the leaders of the families and the living rooms and the corporations and the governments and and all the things, right? And so really changing the world is the best way in the living room through those foundations. Now, what foundations then set them up for the best success? And success not meaning CEO position corner office, right? Which a lot of people, uh, you know, deem or associate with success or money or bank accounts or what have you. I really look at success as, are you fulfilling your place in the world? Are you fulfilling your dreams? Are you using your gifts and your talents and, you know, what the good Lord gave you, right? Are you using those things in order to fill your spot in the story? And so then you peel that back and I see a lot of families because it's much easier, right? To say, well, they made the football team or the soccer team and they got an A in calculus and they, you know, were the star in the play. So therefore they are ready for college. No, or, or wherever they go, right. It might be college, military work, (laughs) you know, whatever that is, backpacking through Europe, whatever that is. Right. But those things are very tactical things that you can check a box for, but it doesn't necessarily get them ready. In fact, it could be a deterrent for getting them ready, depending on how they prepared and went through those things. So peeling back those layers, it's like, what do they need? What do we need as adults? And what do we need to prepare our young adults with? Because we're not raising kids, we're raising people, right? And so it Mm -hmm. really comes down to this foundation that I started developing and and working and giving feet to. And they're more abstract thoughts that we all know as parents, as families that we're supposed to build into our kids. But it's like one of those things that you're like, oh, I'll get to it or it'll happen. And that is the foundation of worth, self-worth, self-esteem, and self-confidence, right? And just because Mm -hmm. they might be the star of the pick your whatever, the team or the club or what have you, doesn't actually mean that they have self-esteem or self-confidence, right? And so how can we build the foundations of those things and actually have like tactical means to do those 
And that will then launch them into their future and set them up for the successes in their lives. They'll know how to approach a challenge and discipline themselves through figuring out a solution and getting to the other side, whether that means a failure or not. And failure is a good thing. Every success is paved with failure. Mm -hmm. So just instilling these things along the way. So that's, you know, the cornerstone of my work is building this foundation of worth, esteem, and confidence. But here's the thing. This foundation comes at a very precise address. You know, it's like building a house on the corner of such and such and such and such. This address is right at the crosshairs of biology, psychology, faith, and culture, right? Because so many people, especially families and parents, there's so much noise today, I really feel like if parents knew a little bit more about the biology, about the functionality that's happening in their child's brain, they would have so much more grace and understanding of why their kid did that or made that decision or said that weird thing or did that weird thing, right? And you'd have so much less of this, well, I just don't understand why you did that or I don't understand why you think that or said that or whatever, fill in the blank. And when we can have grace, we can build trust and every relationship is built out of truth and trust. And so understanding the biology, understanding the psychology of what is, you know, their relationships that are going on, their relationship with themselves, their decision making, all of these things. And then there's faith and the roots of where that is coming from and understanding that I am worthy from the inside out, not the outside in. And then we have the culture Mm -hmm. piece and we have, you know, we are not of culture, but we live in culture. And so we have to learn how to work with people and actually have, you know, solve and get through challenges with people and communicate with people effectively. And so that's why this foundation of worth, esteem, and confidence is built exactly at that intersection right there. And it really is imperative. And so I came from a perspective of, I really, I was 17 when I left home and went to, went off to college. And I, looking back, I really was not ready for that. And when we are releasing our kids out into the world and no fault of the parent, like parents, I truly believe are doing the best they can with what they have. So let's give them resources for this stage of life, this training zone of adolescence, right? So when I left home, I really wasn't ready. And me, like so many other adults that I know today and kids that are being released today are just chasing worth everywhere that they can find it. And that leads Mm -hmm. down some really tough roads. And that led down a really tough road for myself, decades of healing, and then I was given these four daughters. <laughs> I have four daughters that are 18, 15, 15, and 13 right now. Twins in the middle. And so <laughs> and so then I was given these four daughters and it was like, here you go. You know what, you know, was missing. You know what needs to be built because of your own experiences, your own everything you've gone through. So here you go. And here's these four young women. And so approaching life right now with four amazing teenage young women that are living life in this time, which is a different time than any other that we've experienced socially, uh, globally, et cetera, is very interesting right. knowing that this is the foundation that is and was 
and will be need to be built. But how do we do that today? So that's that's the work that I do. No, that's that's so good. And so I guess there's a couple of questions that come right to mind. Uh, one, I think I want to save for the extended content because this could get in the weeds. But um, the, the first one that comes to mind is what what does the role as we mm-hmm. parents play? What what's the because I'm I'm a believer in uh, I can't impart mm-hmm. something I'm not living. Right. Because we, nothing is more evident and seen through easily than do as I say, not as I do. Right. Because it's that whole, even the whole, but I want better for you, even though I'm (laughs) over here being lazy (laughs) and undisciplined and letting things go. And it's uh, kids pick up on everybody picks up on that. And so what's the role that as, as we're starting this conversation as a parent, or a, or, or a married person that's not doesn't even have kids yet, or a married person that has kids, but they're all out of the house, because I think there's still a relationship here. What's the role we play to help impart these four dynamics at that intersection? So here's the thing. I mean, as parents, we have the humble, huge responsibility of training up our children. And so... What they see from us is what they're going to live. I mean, there's the old adage and, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, my goodness, I'm turning into my parents, right? And there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And going back to that biology side of things, during adolescence, second half of childhood, there's a very big difference between parenting first half of childhood when you're building everything for them, right? You're spoon feeding life to them. This is who your friends are. This is who where you go to school. This is what you're eating. This is what you're wearing. All the things, etc. Second half of childhood, it's about as a parent, it's about coming alongside and partnering with your child in order to build life with them in order to train them to build life for themselves after what I call the 6570. Right. So that's how many days are in 18 years, 6,570, which really from, you know, a 35,000 foot view feels like nothing. (laughs) It really is a short runway right there. And then they take off. Right. And so we want to make sure that in the second half of childhood, you know, and I call it the the great transition that happens in the middle because they will start to direct some things and you'll notice that there's some changes happening. Some things will feel like they happened overnight and some things you'll look back on and say, wow, that was a couple of years ago, but now we're here. And it was so it was the slow boil, right? And so you didn't realize it right away. Mm-hmm. But it is a great transition. And the more we can expect that and anticipate it in a good way, then we'll be able to be better prepared for it because then you can come alongside them, right? And so that looks like giving them more responsibilities, walking with them through those responsibilities, helping them do self-assessments. And so, you know, right now my uh, twins in the middle, 15, Oh, Lord help us. We're doing driver's ed stuff. And so we, um, we, they've been through driver's ed, the written part and the driving part, and they have their permit now. So now it's up to, you know, dad and I, uh, my husband and I to do mm-hmm. all of these 120 hours because I have two of them, which yep. is nerve wracking to me, but it's fine. And afterwards, I talk with them after they do a drive and we have some uh, time. It's like, okay, well, this is what I noticed. What did you notice? And in particular, if they've had, you know, a rougher drive or what have you, they'll be like, nothing. I didn't notice anything. Right. I was like, well, 
I think you did, right? <laughs> but talking with them about how they have to have some self-assessment there because self-assessment is mandatory mm-hmm. on your way to being self-disciplined and we want to help them become a self-disciplined leader of their own lives. And so one of the things we have in our house is discipline yourself so others don't have to, right? And so yep. self-assessment right there is such a key and a you know, mandatory uh, pit stop on the way to self-discipline. So that's just a small example and something I'm living through right now, right? Have some self-assessment. I love it. You tell me what you noticed about your behavior or your choices. And it's emotions, right? Because they don't like being told what to do. We don't as adults. They certainly don't as adolescents, right? And then these emotional walls can go up. But just talking with them through it, your emotional wall doesn't have to go up. Tell me what you're noticing, Tell me how you're making those decisions. Walk me through some things. And so they can start assessing themselves. So that's one way that we can uh, come alongside them for sure. And then just helping them speak into our lives, I think, is such a beautiful way uh, that we can, as parents during the second half of childhood, come up and help uh, in that role. So example, maybe you're having an issue with somebody at work or an extended family member or what have you. And just being really vulnerable and honest and being like, yeah, well, you know, my day was kind of rough because I'm having this. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Right. And that helps them right there. know my opinion matters. My ideas Mm -hmm. matter. And I am worthy of being heard right there. And so those, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could go on and on, but those are some examples right there. No, there's, how you can come alongside. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch because what comes to my mind is something. This is what I picked up from my sister uh, just in a statement she made offhandedly several years back. We have the benefit of her kids are same mm. gender and age as ours. And so the cousins wow. have grown up as friends all the way through, even though we're two states apart. They, they are still good, great friends with each other and love the chance to be with each other. But she would do a quick something would get brought to her when they were younger and now for sure as teenagers. Um, Hey, this is the problem. And so rather than Mm. tell me more or whatever, it's just, okay, so how would you like to solve it? You know, it's kind of throw it right back at them because that's the shift. Like you described the first half, we do a lot for them and help direct a whole lot more than we Mm -hmm. need to in the second half of the, of the stage of, of their developing. And so it throws it back in their lap to figure it out because that's the one of the bigger things I see right now, thanks to the world of helicopter parenting mm-hmm. and snowplow parenting, uh, problem solving yes. skills are bad in a lot of instances for people. And that's a bad thing for our world It's <laughs> awful in the yeah. long run because problems aren't going to go away. So how do we get better at, wait, this isn't mine to solve, but I am here alongside right. you with it. That's what you're describing, right? It's that. I want to partner with you. I want to let, in your example of the driving, Mm -hmm. I want to let you have the wheel. I'm here (laughs) pounding on the floorboard like there's a break sometimes, but you know, it's still, I'm here to help and assist as much as I can. But that's a, that's Mm -hmm. a real good metaphor, if you will, of that transition, which then I think then what you're describing means I've got to learn Mm -hmm. to let go of the reins a little bit. I've got to learn to not be the important quote unquote person as they start to 
evolve into their own yes. importance as yeah. they see it. I see them as maturing into their own creation, right? When they're little, right, you are creating this family, you know, with your spouse and you're creating this family and then a great transition in the middle happens and then they start becoming their own creation. And that really, I mean, it goes on for the rest of their lives to be sure, but especially during adolescence up to early 20s, right, when they are just evolving and really branching off uh, from that trunk, right? That that solid structure family that you have uh, created there. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. But as parents, to bring it back to the marriage, like uh, we talked about, it can also be a really hard thing. There's a lot of mourning in there that happens. And, you know, even though when we have kids or we adopt kids, kids come into our lives, we know that there's a point at which that, you know, prayerfully that they will go off into their own lives and they'll have the opportunity and uh, availability to do that. But just like uh, speaking as a woman, just like when you're pregnant, you know, birth is coming, right? It still does not make birth easy. <laughs> birth is never going to be easy. And these big transitions are also never going to be easy, even though we know they're coming. And so it's been interesting for me talking with other parents that have had their first born child go off to college. uh, And I hear some, oh, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Right. These more passive. And then I get the, no, it was actually the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Right. I went in, Mm -hmm. you know, his or her room and I just knelt and cried. Right. And you get the really raw, you know, sense, but here's the thing. It's, you can collect stories. I love to collect stories. I'm a, I'm a story collector, storyteller, but live your own story and whatever transition that you are going Mm -hmm. through, you know, your kids best, you know, your spouse best, you know, your family best and whatever's needed for that transition do that because you know what is needed. Yeah. And that that's that concept of I can't sacrifice all of myself for the sake of somebody else indefinitely. I right. mean, we do that at the very beginning, right? Infant infant mm. stage is all that. Their their survival is contingent on other people making yes. adjustments to them <laughs> in large part. And then if you think about it, that largely just goes less and less and less and less and less as it right. gets further along, as as hopefully as a, as a kid evolves. But because this is the one thing I keep coming back to, and let's kind of land it here with the, the first segment. Um, any any thoughts on mm. what about the marriage as you're going through this? Because that's the stuff that's so easy to get yeah. tossed aside in a lot of families, because it's easier just to focus on parenting because- I have a better bond with them or I want better for them than I have for myself. If they're of the same gender, you know, that's an easy kind of whatever. But there's a cost to it. And what what have you come across that really does help enhance the marriage alongside this whole process? So here's the thing with that. A part of your child's life is going to be maybe or hopefully building a marriage someday, or at the very least, building relationships with other people. And the primary relationship that they see in your house is between you and your spouse. And so Mm -hmm. that 
being uh, responsible and respectful to your marriage is just as important as being responsible and respectful toward your children, right? Because it is not only for you, but it's also teaching them something. And to have the long view, right? Knowing we, it is going to be us. It's just going to be us, right? This is a season of our lives that we are going through when we are, you know, in the, in the diapers, in the middle school, in the high school, doing all the things, this is a season of our lives, but it goes on. And so having respect and responsibility for that part too, of honoring your future today, you know, you want to be able to look at your spouse and say, I am honoring who you are and what we're doing right now, but I'm serving our future, right? And that's the same right. that you want to do right. with our kids too. And so uh, dates, super important to have dates, right? Uh, and we go, my husband and I, we have two to three dates a week we go on and it is just really important. We don't, I mean, we talk about the kids sometimes, but we have big conversations on there. We, oh, I was just listening to this on, you know, whatever. What do you think about this? And we have these conversations, right? And then also communication, being able to keep stable communication throughout, even when it involves the kids. And so there's going to be challenges right. that come up with kids, right? And so you want to be able to come together, even if you have you know opposing views, come together and have those discussions and then approach the kids with a united front and never go against one another. Yeah. Uh, it, it will not only yeah. uh, dismantle you know parts of your marriage, hopefully not completely, but also it for the kids, it does not show them what it looks like to be in a sacrificial marriage toward with another person. Yeah. I like that because I think there's that element of, uh, like you just described, Mm -hmm. we will become our parents. You know, I'm becoming my father. Well, I want to make sure relationally speaking, when my son becomes me, whatever components of that it is, let's make sure this relationship dynamic has been modeled as well. Right. That, that the importance of no, 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 this is, this is priority. You guys are important, but my marriage is is a priority. You know, it, it matters in my life. And so I think when I can show that, not just say that, that goes a long yes. way like you're describing. Well, very good. Well, Nellie, tell people how they can find you and absolutely. And the work I do. love to keep it super simple. So you can find everything of mine on NellieHarden.com, all my resources, masterclasses, um, communities that you can be connected with. All of that can be found on NellieHarden.com. Perfect. And I'll throw all that in the show notes. So thank you so much for speaking into this aspect of life because. Man, we all go through it. If we've if we've created another yes. life, we go through this. <laughs> so it's it's a it's such a vital resource. Absolutely, so thank, thank you, thank so you much, for having Nelly. me. So, family life is such an interesting thing because it's it means so many different things. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word family and family life, mm-hmm. how many different definitions are there that people go through on what it means to them? Mm, true. Right. Because everybody's family is different. That's why you could make a comment about, well, this is the way family is for me. And everybody's like, I got no idea what you're talking about, because my experience was the polar opposite of that. Yeah. And are you talking immediate family or all the extended family and all the chaos that ensues? And yeah. it's right. um, But the thing I love about Nellie's work is the idea that it's a there's fundamental foundational things that are applicable 
Mm-hmm. There's concepts, there's dynamics. That's what we tried to do here with the show all the way through is yeah. I believe there are dynamics that play in every relationship. So the more I can understand those dynamics in a, a committed relationship, the better I can utilize them and not be used by them. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing applies to family. Yeah. Well, transcripts are available on each of the episodes pages at the, in the, in the show notes. There's also advertisers deals and discount on codes on all the episode pages. So please consider supporting those who support the show. If we left something undone and we didn't go deeper enough or you've got another topic you want us to continue on from this or anything else that might be going on, let us know, 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. So however you took some time out to spend it with us, thank you, and we'll see you next time.